Hashtag SAFMBTH. It's seven minutes now before four o'clock. We're in conversation next with Francia Rogers, who is the leader of the Democratic Alliance in KwaZulu-Natal. So early on today, the Democratic Alliance, as well as Inkata Freedom Party in KwaZulu-Natal, announced that they have signed what they term a historic service delivery pact that will ensure that uh, where each party holds seats in a hung municipality, they will work together to improve service delivery and better the lives of residents. To explain what the service delivery pact entails, Francia Rogers now joining us on the line. Francho, good afternoon, and thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon, and good afternoon to your listeners. Okay, so what is it about this uh, service delivery pact that makes it um, extraordinary from the normal working together resolutions that the Democratic Alliance would go into with other political parties? Well, you know, firstly, what we normally do is we, is we go into cooperation and we don't have anything formalized, so it makes it very difficult uh, when there are certain service delivery challenges, particularly when you're the minority uh, in, a, in a municipality. And we just think this is a good way of us formalizing an agreement so that we can really address some of the challenges, as you say, in the hung municipalities and ensure that we've got effective uh, service delivery in those particular municipalities. So you have a conflict resolution mechanism that you've set up as well because we know sometimes there would maybe a differing of views and so forth and also around approach and and policy positions. But then if the conflict resolution mechanism did not uh, did not or was not able to get both parties to agree on a certain item or a certain topic, does this mean that this agreement would still be enforceable? Well, I would I would hope that uh, we wouldn't get to that situation that collectively we can impart our various skills from the various parties and ensure that we actually address some of the challenges. Obviously, if we had to get to that particular point, I would read the, 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 the pact that it would uh, perhaps then exclude a certain municipality. But as I say, we, we're both committed, both parties are committed to make sure that it works and to make sure that, you know, collectively we can govern effectively. Is it enforceable by law? I believe that it can be challenged. I believe it's a, it's a document that has some locus standee, and I, I believe that it can. But again, it's not something that we would ever want to happen. This, this to us is a pact and an agreement uh, working towards 2024 to, uh, as it were, size each other up, see if we can work collectively towards a common goal, and that goal is simply service delivery, and that uh, 2024 will then, you know, present uh, opportunities for us and a new government in the province of KwaZulu-Natal. Okay, and then on um, one of the objectives, you speak here about support for devolution of power to the lowest effective level within the constitutional and legislative framework. Does this mean that uh, the IFP is also in support of a devolution mechanism? Well, they've signed it, so they are in agreement with it. And, for example, we think municipalities should have more say. Uh, at the end of the day, that's where the rubber hits the road. And we, we'd like to start moving away from, from centralized power into you know, power on the ground, where it's most needed. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is this a similar model to what um, the Western Cape government is trying to, to pursue? I can't speak on behalf of the Western Cape, but uh, I'm assuming that we've always believed that the sort of big brother approach, and particularly in KwaZulu-Natal, where we're governed by an ANC uh, province, 
uh, and uh, they can often pull the strings and make it difficult for one to govern on the ground. And we've seen that clearly with the interventions in the IFP. Just recently, the Premier now uh, holding an Mbizo in Amgeni with uh, five days' notice. So, so, so does this mean that if, for instance, in KZN, if there is a, let's say, for instance, the um, the provincial legislature, I know here we're only speaking about, about municipalities, but if yeah. at a provincial legis- uh, le- legislation level, um, it, the legislation is also hung, the legislature is also hung, um, the DA and the IFP, would that mean that the DA and the IFP would go into an agreement? Well, again, there's two sides to the coin. There's obviously the Moonshot Pact, which is yeah. being dealt with by a federal leader. But at a provincial level, if, if this cooperation works out, and it's a cooperation agreement, it's not a coalition agreement at this stage, but if it should work out and we'd be able to work together, that's certainly an option for KZN in 2024. Yeah. And and how then do you make sure that each political party is still able to um, sustain or maintain its autonomy as well as its policy positions, also considering that you are two different political parties at the end of the day? Well, absolutely. Uh, we're not going to we're not going to lose our identity. We're not going to change our policies and principles. And I'm, I'm sure the, the IFP, in fact, they said it this morning, we'll all run our own campaigns which is why we're not getting to a point of talking about coalition now. But it's something that uh, if, if the numbers uh, are there uh, post the 2024 election, then it's something we have to sit around a table and discuss. And a final one is on dissent. You say that uh, subject to reasonable provisions uh, for dissent defined in this agreement at all times adhere and support decisions that are taken by, by the Joint Council. So first, just the explanation of what the Joint Council is and how the Joint Council would operate at municipalities. But then also, when it comes to dissent, aren't you being undemocratic by actually coming in with a resolution that says um, when it comes to dissent, there are limitations? Well, I, I don't think so. So, firstly, what will happen is now the, the IFP leadership and, and our provincial chairperson will go out to the very... We'll discuss with those caucuses what their objectives are, how they want to achieve those objectives, and we'll try and steer them and guide them in the right direction and give them the necessary support. Obviously, the, the, the joint committee... If there are any disputes, uh, then it first goes to the jock, and then it gets escalated further. So from our perspective, it's a monitoring uh, tool that we can use to to ensure that uh, that we drive effective uh, service. With the intention that at all times the joint caucus must agree on outcomes? Well, yes, but I think our outcomes on the local government level should always be the same. I mean your outcome should be based on service delivery, yeah. affordable and effective service delivery, and that everyone uh, you know, gets their share of the cake when it comes to municipal services. Yeah, well, somebody else may argue that building bicycle lanes is also part of effective service delivery and another political party saying that actually it's a waste of money. Well, again, that, that would be negotiated. You know, we, we're, not, uh, we're not undemocratic in the scene. So I think as politicians, yeah. we, we need to discuss these things, prioritize them, and then come to consensus. I think that's the natural way forward. Was this the DA's idea? Um, I, it was originally our discussion with the IFP uh, post the 2021 election. Uh, we did approach the IFP and then uh, there, was, uh, there was no positive response from the IFP. 
Um, and uh, they then approached us and we said, well, let's support you in those municipalities. But in order to have a clear, you know, clearly defined path with accountability, let's look at this um, at the service delivery pact. Okay, Francho Rogers, the leader of the Democratic Allies in KwaZulu-Natal. It's a minute after four o'clock.